It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 25th of May. I'm Nick Ellaby. And I'm Toby Gillis. Nineteen children and two teachers are gunned down at another US school shooting, this time in Texas. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. And the US and South Korea's show of force after North Korean missile test. Times of London Daily World Briefing. A mass shooting in the US state of Texas has left 19 children and two teachers dead. An 18-year-old gunman opened fire at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde and is believed to have been killed by police officers. The superintendent for schools in the area, Dr Hal Harrow, says Robb Elementary will be closed for the rest of the school year. My heart was broken today. We're a small community and... Well, we'll need your prayers to get us through this. Investigators believe the teenage gunman Salvador Ramos acted alone, armed with a handgun and a semi-automatic rifle he bought himself as an 18th birthday present. He's also suspected of shooting his grandmother at the start of his rampage. She remains in a critical condition in hospital. Local reporter Ali Bradley has been speaking to a third-grade student at Robb Elementary School just seven or eight years old. They were out at recess, he tells me, and he saw the gunman weaving through cars in the parking lot, and he saw him fire shots. And the little boy told me that he knew that at that time when he saw the guy firing shots, that he wasn't afraid to hurt people. And I asked him, you know, are you, how do you feel about going back to school? And he said, I don't want to go back to school. Following the shooting, families gathered at the Civic Centre in Uvalde, anxious for news. Alfred Gaza has a 10-year-old daughter at the school and was unable to find out if she had survived. We can't get anything. We can't get any uh, anything as little as they're okay, they're not okay, or we're still waiting, or, you know, uh, no, no information has been released to any of the parents here. This attack is the deadliest school shooting in Texas's history, but nationally it's only a decade since one that cost even more lives. 20 children and six teachers were killed at Sandy Hook in Connecticut in 2012, also by a lone gunman. Since then, there have been more than 900 school shootings, with more at supermarkets, cinemas and places of worship in the US. Efforts to pass national gun control have failed. US President Joe Biden has again renewed the Democrats' push for tighter laws. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me... We can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. 
The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. But Texas's Republican Senator Ted Cruz has rejected the calls for more gun controls, insisting restricting the rights of law-abiding citizens doesn't work. He says it's not effective and doesn't prevent crime. In the wake of this latest tragedy, NBA coach Steve Kerr has refused to speak about his Golden State team's upcoming basketball game in Dallas, instead focusing solely on his sorrow at another unnecessary massacre. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. Now to an apparent escalation of tensions in the Far East, with North Korea testing three missiles in the region, with Japan, South Korea and the US all responding. South Korea says they were fired eastwards from near Pyongyang's international airport in Sunan during a 42-minute period on Wednesday morning. One, according to Japan, appeared to shift its trajectory mid-flight. That's the sign of sophisticated hypersonic technology that could evade conventional defence systems. Japan's chief cabinet secretary, Hirokazu Matsuno, fears there could be more terrifying tests to come from the secretive state. We believe that further provocations, including a nuclear test, are possible in the future. We will continue to work closely with the US, do our utmost to analyse, collect necessary information, remain vigilant and monitor, as well as continue to work closely with the US and South Korea towards a complete denuclearization of North Korea. North Korea's tests came within hours of the departure from the region of US President Joe Biden, who discussed the rising threat from Pyongyang with Far Eastern leaders. And in double-quick time, they were responding. Those the sound of the US's and South Korea's own missile systems demonstrating their power as a warning to the North. South Korea and US missile units conducted live fire drills of surface-to-surface missiles towards the East Sea. We demonstrated the rapid strike capability of the combined forces to deter further provocations from North Korea. Our show of force was intended to highlight our resolve to firmly respond to any North Korean provocations and our overwhelming capability and readiness to conduct a surgical strike on the origin of the provocation. South Korea's Chief of Public Affairs at Joint Chiefs of Staff, Kim Joon-rak, speaking through a translator there, hopeful that show of might may unnerve Pyongyang, despite recent satellite images suggesting North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un is preparing his underground test site for a potential first nuclear trial since 2017. On the way, NATO warns the West over reliance on two-faced nations, the spread of monkeypox continues and Russian involvement in one of the world's largest soccer clubs looks to be at an end. Times of London Daily World Briefing Now here's an accusation. Money before security. Effectively one made of many Western nations by NATO's Secretary-General. As sanctions against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine continue to affect civilians many thousands of miles away. Some commentators say Europe's reliance on Russian gas is funding military efforts in Ukraine. 
and it's currently looking to reduce that by two-thirds before the end of the year. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg used a speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos to add to that criticism and warn the West it may be making a similar mistake elsewhere. Freedom is more important than free trade. The protection of our values is more important than profit. I'm not arguing against trading with China, but I'm saying that, for instance, the control over 5G networks is of vital security importance. On the ground in Ukraine, a Russian claim that it's deliberately slowing down its offensive mocked by President Zelensky. Moscow is trying to circle cities in the east, two of them in fact, Severodonetsk and Lyshansk, which could help them gain control of the whole Luhansk region. But they've met fierce resistance from both residents and Ukrainian military. And speaking through our translator, Volodymyr Zelensky insisted Russia's propaganda is laughable. After three months of looking for an explanation for why they didn't succeed to break Ukraine in three days, they came up with no better than to state it was planned all along. In their communication intercepts, we hear that they realise this war has no sense for them, that strategically their army has no chance of victory. This is pathetic, and time will come when they themselves will acknowledge this. It's now exactly three months since the war in Ukraine began, with all signs suggesting Russia is prepared for a prolonged fight to realise its objectives. Twelve farmers have been killed as they prepared for the start of the farming season in the Nigerian state of Katsina, with bandits terrorising communities there, all apparently for ransom money. Locally, the gangs are being blamed for thousands of deaths, and one media outlet says they're creating one of the worst kidnap-for-ransom syndicates in the history of Nigeria. Tourists and students are often held hostage until payments are made. Police say this latest attack in the village of Jibia was indiscriminate and houses were burned down when villagers fled. The bandit's aim is power and fear, allowing them to continue their reign of terror almost unopposed. Officers say this is a case in point. Villagers who had guns ran, and only a small boy offered resistance, firing back at the gang in vain. It's not yet clear whether he escaped with his life. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. After a long-running saga, one of the world's largest soccer clubs is close to ending its association with its Russian owner and ending up in American hands. Here's John Jackson. The British government has issued a licence that permits the sale of Chelsea Football Club to a consortium led by Los Angeles Dodgers part owner Todd Bowley. The consortium passed the Premier League owners and directors test on Tuesday, having agreed a £4.25 billion deal to acquire the club earlier this month. Chelsea have been operating under a government licence since current owner Roman Abramovich's assets were frozen in March following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. A government spokesperson said, We are now satisfied that the full proceeds of the sale will not benefit Roman Abramovich or any other sanctioned individual. The completion of the sale will allow Chelsea to renew transfer activity as well as permit players to sign new contracts. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. He's called himself a myth, but rock and roll icon Iggy Pop certainly looked all there as he accepted the prestigious and very real Polar Music Prize in Sweden. The 75-year-old former Stooges frontman, dubbed the godfather of punk, 
was typically self-deprecating when collecting the award, often described as the Nobel Prize of Music. Iggy Pop, whose real name is James Newell Osterberg Jr., revered his Swedish emigre grandmother, who worked as a Red Cross nurse in the US during the Great Depression, and he also remembered his first-generation immigrant mother, Luella, who lived with and loved his father, James, for their entire lifetime. I am neither great nor real. I'm in showbiz. <laughs> At this point... I am a myth. Speaking at the ceremony in Gothenburg, Iggy Pop told the audience, which included King Carl XVI of Sweden and his wife, Queen Sylvia, every so often, you gotta get real. Like balls. That's how I got here. So when you think about music, when you think about this prize, if you remember me, Think about the balls. And finally, perhaps made most famous by Clark Kent as he transformed into Superman, but equally useful for telling your partner you'll be home late, the New York City payphone is no more. That's right. The last working booth, housing two handsets on the corner of 7th Avenue and 50th Street, has been dismantled and taken off to a museum. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine was there, later tweeting he wouldn't miss all the dead dial tones but admitted to a twinge of nostalgia as it was taken away. The analogue tech killed by the cell phone. So it's bye-bye to payphones and bye-bye from us for another day because that's been your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 25th of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.